Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding TV, a podcast about television. I'm David Chen, and in this episode of Decoding TV, we're going to be offering you a preview of the new Justified reboot, Justified City Primeval. Here to join me for that enterprise, she is a writer whose work has appeared on websites such as Decider and Pajiba. She's currently the deputy editor at Laney Gossip. And also, from what I understand, one of the biggest Justified fans on the internet. Sarah Mars, welcome to Decoding TV. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you here. What we're going to do here on today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about our love for Justified, why it is we are fans of Justified, and what our feelings are about Justified coming back in the form of Justified City Primeval, which will debut on Hulu in July. Uh, We're also going to give a little rundown of where we are uh, in the Justified universe so people can get a little caught up if they want just by listening to this episode. So that is the plan for today on this episode of Decoding TV. You can find more episodes of Decoding TV at podcast.decodingtv.com. Email us at decodingtv at gmail.com and find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Decoding TV. So all that said, Sarah Mars, let's talk about Justify the TV show, which ran for six seasons on FX. One of the kind of defining shows of FX to my mind, right? I would say um, after The Shield and Sons of Anarchy, it's justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about it. Sarah Morris, how many times have you seen Justified all the way through? All the way through? I think it's about six. Um, there are select episodes. I've lost track of how many times I've watched them. And I've watched seasons two and four, the best seasons, um, probably at least a dozen times. Wow. Astonishing. And there there are 78 episodes of Justified over the course of six seasons for those who are unaware. So that, that is a big commitment. Agreed with you. Definitely about season two. Season two is excellent. Um, also, you might hear Sarah's cat in the background. Pancake. Just FYI. <laughs> She's chatty. Want. Yeah. She she is also a big Justified fan as far as I understand. <laughs> and sometimes when you mention, you know, Timothy Oliphant, he might, uh, your cat might um, have a strong reaction to that. Um, so Sarah Mars, tell us what is it about justified that enthralls you? So, and why are you such a big fan of it? Well, I was first interested because I'm a fan of Elmore Leonard, the American crime novelist. Um, he created the character of Raylan Givens. He first appeared in a short story called ride the rap. Um, and I also am a fan of Timothy Oliphant. And if you are old enough to remember the two thousands, clearly, he was one of those near miss guys. Like he was almost in Fast and the Furious. He screen tested for Iron Man on the same day as Robert Downey Jr. Like he got close to these big things and it never really panned out. But then he, he was, was on- a, he was the villain in Live Free or Die or uh, Die Hard Four. Live Free or Die Hard is that the one, right? That's true. So um, yeah, good good performance, bad movie. <laughs> um, I, I I would argue the opposite personally, but okay, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but um, yes, but yes, he, he never really 
became he wasn't yet a household name in my opinion at the time right. that Justified was first released, right? I think he was a that guy. He'd been mm-hmm. in Die Hard, he you know, he'd been in some movies in the 2000s. He was in Gone in 60 Seconds. He was on Deadwood on HBO, which was one of the like proto prestige shows. Um I think Ian McShane got more intention for Deadwood ultimately, but he was the kind of main hero protagonist of Deadwood. Uh, and I, I kind of pegged him actually in the late nineties in a movie called go. And I, oh, yeah. he plays like yeah. a skeezy drug dealer. And I was like, that guy is really interesting. And go is a great movie. I recommend it in general, but I remembered his face. And when he started popping up in more and more things, I was like, that guy, he keeps coming back. Um, and then I loved Deadwood. So when I heard that he was going to come back to the Western genre, albeit in a modern context with justified, which was Elmore Leonard. I'm like, these are two things I love the guy from Deadwood and Elmore Leonard. Um, so I was really excited. And then I watched the pilot that night it aired and it was like enthralling. It's so good. Walton Goggins is another, that guy character actor starring as Boyd Crowder, who's like the anti-hero and the dialogue was so good. And like every scene just had this energy that I was immediately like, this show is amazing. It's going to be great. And then it kind of, in the first few episodes of season one, it's like, it's good, but it's clearly a case of the week procedural. Like every week, it's a different criminal, it's a different case. And they're quirky and they're fun and the ensemble cast is great. And I was like, okay, yeah. But that pilot, remember with that Boyd guy, like how great that was? And Mm -hmm. then halfway through season one, all of a sudden, Boyd comes back. And the show shifts gears and the behind the scenes story was that the creators did create it to be a case of the week procedural. Yeah. Um, and then they realized the magic that they had with Walton Goggins and Timothy Oliphant and these two characters on opposite sides of the law, but sort of rooted in the same childhood and all these things. And they brought it back to family and legacy and these two men wrestling with their ghosts in the hills of Kentucky. And by the end of season one, it was a completely different show. It went like long form serial. It's going to be these like every season's got a consistent arc. And it's it was so good. And season two just came like roaring out of the gates. And I think most people who are familiar with Justified, even those who don't love it, would like acknowledge that season two, those 13 episodes is one of the exceptional seasons of television from the 2010s. Absolutely um, agreed. Um, Mags Bennett, played by acclaimed character actress Margot Martindale, uh, yeah. was a legendary villain. And that was masterpiece territory for the show. Like That was when oh, yeah. it really cemented itself as, oh, this is one of the best shows on television um, yeah. this season, it, too. Yeah. It kind of flew under the radar. I was always a little bit frustrated. I was recapping it weekly on Laney Gossip. I was, you know, back when Twitter was fun, I was talking it up all the time and, like, trying to get people to watch it. But it felt like... You know, it was Breaking Bad. It was Mad Men. Like those shows were getting so much more attention. Game of Thrones obviously broke out around the same time. I think Game of Thrones started in 2010 or 2011. And that became like the dominant show of the decade. Um, I will say Justified stuck the landing. So if you were disappointed in Game of Thrones, (laughs) Justified has a finale (laughs) that won't make you hate it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, it always felt like it was a little bit the neglected stepchild of prestige TV. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what actually happened in the original Justified series. Uh, I will uh, read from this recap that uh, Sarah has lovingly prepared. But uh, if you want to know what happened in the original Justified, we're going to spoil it all right now so you can get a sense 
of uh, what happened and where we are at this point in time. The original series of Justified is based on characters created by American crime author Elmore Leonard. Raylan Givens is played by Timothy Oliphant. He's a Kentucky-born lawman with an itchy trigger finger and a backwoods sense of justice. He ends up reassigned to the U.S. Marshal's office in Kentucky after he's involved in a high-profile shooting in Miami. In his opinion, it was Justified, which gives the series its title. Uh, there, he runs into his childhood friend, Boyd Crowder, played by Walton Goggins. Boyd and Raylan were once partners in digging coal in the deep mines of Kentucky, but now they're on opposite sides of the law, both driven by and running from family legacies in the looming shadows of their fathers. In Kentucky, Raylan must also deal with his on-again, off-again flame and ex-wife, Winona, and a succession of crime bosses with connections to organized crime from Miami to Detroit. Never mind homegrown nemeses like Mags Bennett, the Hatfield to Raylan's McCoy. After years of cat and mouse games, Raylan finally gets his man and puts Boyd away for good. Scores old and new settled, Raylan returns to Miami. While things ultimately did not work out with Winona, she and Raylan are now co-parenting their daughter, Willa. Raylan seems to have laid his ghost to rest at last, ready to move on and be a better father to Willa than his own father was to him. I really love Justified as well. I think that, uh, you know, for a time I did like a weekly recap podcast with Joanna Robinson about Justified. And I think that uh, one of the things... Uh, you, you bring up many of the things that are great about the series. Um, obviously, you have great actors, great character actors putting in some amazing work. Um, the way the show uses language is irresistible. You know, like there's so many it, turns of It is of not phrase. hyperbole to say that Justified, and this is, comes from Elmore Leonard. There's a lot of it that's rooted if you've read his stories or his novels. You know, his books are highly adaptable. Quentin Tarantino turned Rum Punch into Jackie Brown. And of course, there's Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight, which is based on one of Elmore Leonard's books. Like, he's a very loquacious writer, mm -hmm. just beautiful language on the page. And they captured that and brought it to the show. It is not hyperbole to say that it is Shakespearean, like, level language on that show. The, Walton Goggins' monologues alone, but as much as everyone talks about how chatty Boyd Crowder is, honestly, Every character is just dropping amazing lines and like throwaway one-liners are pristine, like gorgeous pieces of dialogue. Agreed completely. And there's so many, there's phrases from the show that I still use to this day. Uh, it's just a, a really delightful show to watch. One of my favorite things about the show is... I actually had a chance to interview Graham Yost, uh, who is behind the show, one of the, one of the executive producers of the show, around season three now season one had a, a kind of big bad quote-unquote that was taken down um season two had a introduced a different villain and then season three introduced a different villain and it felt like hey maybe each season we're going to just introduce a, a big villain that that is taken down and um and i have to say like that approach had diminishing returns as time went on uh, because you can kind of sort of start to see like, oh, big villain of um, big villain of the season. And then the, they need to do things to make the villain more outrageous, which was the case with like Neil McDonough's character in season three, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but I remember interviewing Graham Yost and he said, hey, starting season four, I think we're going to start to find drama within the characters we already have on the show. I was like, I don't even know. Like at that point, we had three seasons of villain of the season. Right. So I was, I was so curious, like, what does that even mean? And I thought it was so clever what happened after season three, where they kind of 
they're able to draw out drama from characters that you already knew from the show. That was yes. just, it was like a really, this is a show I think that is very versatile that shows it's willing to pivot yes. uh, in order to pursue where the good stories are. Right. Well, the, the, the season three to four pivot is the same as the mid season one pivot where they realized they had built a world full of these interesting, yeah, colorful characters exactly. that they didn't need to keep drawing from outside. They could just use their own world of justified and the Drew Thompson reveal of season four. And for true crime fanatics, it is loosely inspired on the, co- uh, the Dixie conspiracy, the cocaine bear story. Um, it does that whole season mm. does kick off with a man falling from the sky with Coke and money strapped to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's uh, it was really amazing, like the character that they picked to be Drew Thompson and like finding out and the whole backstory. And oh, you talk about like all the just beautiful lines and the quotable, like the whole astronaut conversation at the high school at the end of that season is amazing. It sticks in my mind perfectly. Um, but I will say like one thing you get by going back and watching the six seasons and it is almost 80 episodes. It's not an insignificant um commitment but it goes by pretty fast i mean justified goes down really easy um but it is the way that they shape that world and tying to city primeval is season one essentially creates a local crime vacuum because boyd crowder's dad Bo, is no more and he was like the crime boss the shot caller of the dixie mafia and then that opens up this like funnel of people trying to fill this power vacuum and so the successive villains of the first few seasons is like mags bennett steps up and she wants to be like the shot caller she's from a moonshine family now she wants to do everything control all of harlan and kentucky crime okay fine and then the third season is people from detroit outsiders start coming in and the connection of um detroit and kentucky is the hillbilly highway and it has to do with like labor movements in the 50s and the migration of people from coal mines to factories and blah 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 but there is a real world connection between eastern kentucky and detroit so when they brought in like the detroit mob it was like of course those would be the people because they've got a bunch of ex-kentuckians in detroit um and that is city primeval is set in detroit so there is this kind of escalating case of these criminals coming to try and fill this power vacuum in Kentucky that coalesces with bringing down the Detroit mob. And now 15 years later, Raylan's going to Detroit. And I'm like, are they going to mention that he was a key component of bringing down organized crime 15 years ago? Um, so I'm curious just to see how they tie that together because there is a Detroit connection in the original show. Mm. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, and good call out. As you mentioned, Sarah, Justified did a good job of sticking the landing. Uh, and I, I was very satisfied by the ending. It felt like very worthy of what the show had created until that point. Uh, and so when you have a reboot like Justified City Primeval, it is both exciting because we get to see Timothy Olyphant portray an iconic character, but it's also dangerous because, uh, hey, that was a great show that ended well. And now we're bringing it back out and potentially changing our memories and associations with that show. When you first heard about this reboot, what was your reaction? I mean, my first reaction was yes. (laughs) Because because as you can tell from watching the whole series six times, (laughs) I really love these characters. I really love Raylan Givens. I do think he's the coolest cat on TV. So I'm glad to have him back. Um, And then you do have the immediate misgiving of like, oh God, what if they like ruin the legacy of, especially in a post Game of Thrones world? It's like, what if they ruin, I mean, 
you can't rewatch game. I tried, I tried to go back to episode one and rewatch game of Thrones. And I had to stop because I'm like, all of these people are idiots. It ends so stupidly. None of this pays off. So I just quit. But with justified, it's like, no, they did it. They like told a great story, but it's a 15 year time jump. There's a little tiny flash forward at the end of season six. It's like five years. It's like Will is a toddler and they're in Miami and Raylan seems okay. Um, but this is 15 years. And it's a different city. And except for Timothy Oliphant, so far, there's like nobody from the original show coming back. Because they did pretty well settle that. Art, who was the chief deputy, Raylan's boss, is going to be long retired by this point. Um, we learned in the end of the season six that Rachel, who was one of the deputies that worked with Raylan, probably the best deputy <laughs> that worked with Raylan, um, she's running her own office. She's a chief deputy now. We didn't find out what happened to Tim Gutterson. I'm wondering if they're going to mention what happened to him. Um, he was a very cool side character. He was Raylan's partner. And I really liked Gutterson a lot. I'm curious if they even just mentioned him, like what became of him. But, mm -hmm. but generally, I think they're doing this in kind of an anthology way, which is it's a totally different time. It's a different place. It's a different case. It's different characters. We're not revisiting Boyd and Ava and mm. you know, the Bennett's and all of that mess. And, you know, we're not going back to Kentucky. So I feel like it's not a totally clean slate because there is this connective tissue, but it's probably the best way to do this um, because it sort of leaves that original series in its little capsule of that's the Kentucky story. This is the Detroit story. And if you read Elmore Leonard's work, Raylan pops up in books and short stories where he is not the protagonist um, where he just rolls into town because he's a deputy and he's chasing fugitives all over the place. So it kind of makes sense that you could revisit this character in just different cities, different cases, and it would be sort of a fresh thing every time. Not unlike the concept of like Fargo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I mean, there's certainly uh, dramatic territory that can be mined there for sure. I think for me, I'm I'm excited because a it's great to see Timothy Oliphant and things, and this character is amazing. And for all the reasons we've described, it's a fun show to watch. Uh, also, many of the original creators of the show are involved, 
from mm-hmm. what I understand, like some of the producers of the show also were involved in the making of Justified, the original TV series. So it doesn't feel like a soulless cash grab to me, just because, um, you know, the a lot of the original people are involved. Yeah, but I yeah. should clarify, like cast wise, original people, it doesn't look like anyone's coming back from the That's show. True. But behind the scenes, writers, producers, directors, it's a lot of that core group from yeah. the original series. And I think it it really seems like VJ Boyd, who started as, um, I think, a staff assistant and worked his way up through that, that writer's room. Um, he is very active online and it always has seemed like this is just a character that they loved and even though they got to go out on their own terms and do their finale and get everything right, it always has seemed like just from things that VJ Boyd has said over the years that like they never really let go of Raylan and were excited to have an opportunity to come back and make eight more episodes in a new time and place. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair enough. Uh, VJ Boyd, uh, one of the, the producers, right? Is uh, Yeah, at this point, uh, yeah, he's a producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I it, it also feels... I'm also very apprehensive for the reasons we've already described. I think we've seen um, in recent days a lot of attempts to cash in on pre-existing known properties. Um, Fuller House, you know, like stuff like that. We're just like, hey, let's bring back a thing that people recognize because people recognize it. Um, I think more highly of the people who may justify than that in general, but uh, it it uh, it feels like a lot of the shows we're getting right now were greenlit in a different era when streaming was a land of plenty and before Netflix's stock crashed last year. Uh, although it's now largely recovered, you know, like uh, a lot of media companies have put the brakes on like let's make as many things as humanly possible. Uh, and so I don't know if Justified City Primeval will get greenlit today. Uh, but the, the glut of these kinds of shows and their varying quality does make me a little bit nervous that, um, this is not going to be, uh, amazing. So, uh, those are kind of my, my very ambivalent thoughts about Justified City Primeval. And it seems like you share at least some of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I have called the, the sequel series trend, especially the delayed sequel series trend. And we are now seven years out from the, the 2015 finale of Justified. So it is a fair delay. Um, it's not like 20 years, but it's not insignificant. Um, I have called that the same sort of nostalgia driven drivel that we get in film of superhero sequels and reboots. It's just the TV equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think having that sense of the people who were responsible for this character from Timothy Oliphant, who has always spoken very well of his time on the show and enjoying playing Raylan never made any secret that he loved it and would do it again when people would ask. Um, And all the writers and producers and some of the series directors, like all of those people seeming to have like an actual passion to do it. Um, I'm willing, they're only doing it episodes. Like if they screw it up, it's not going to be that much, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think they're going to screw it up. The trailer looked really promising. They cast Boyd Holbrook as the main kind of villain. The book it's based on actually does not feature Raylan Givens. It is a 1980 novel called city primeval. I have read it. It is fantastic. Like that story is really, really good. So they have good foundation text. I do believe it's a little bit more passion driven than some of the slightly more soulless sequel series that we've seen where it's very clearly that they're cashing in on a, on a nostalgia trend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, all fair points. Uh, so it, it, it seems like you're pretty optimistic, and I'm pretty optimistic as well. You know, I think it's exciting that we're getting to return to this universe. I think the the other thing to consider is also, um, does this show have anything new to say, right? Because, like, the world has changed a lot in, in the time since the show ended. Um, and so I am curious, like, if it will have some kind of more modern commentary uh, on let's say law enforcement on, let's say, you know, how law enforcement interacts with society uh, than it did back then, you know, uh, like that, that would be another reason why you might want to bring the show back, you know, is because, <laughs> Hey, we have something new to say. Right. Yeah. And I think you almost have to address it because Raylan is an extra judicial lawman. <laughs> right. And the, the, the original series sometimes presented it as like a cool kind of thing like that initial incident that sets off the whole series is he gives uh like a crime boss 24 hours to get out of miami or he's going to kill him and the guy doesn't leave and he kills him yeah <laughs> and his line is it was justified right um but it is like it is a different world and some things Raylan did though and the show was always clear about this were morally unconscionable and way over the line and there was a price paid in the character in the consequences. Um, you know, so I do think like this is a smart group of people. I think I'm interested to see how has Raylan changed as the world has changed around him. Um, and also he's a father now, like he's yeah. trying to raise this kid to not turn out the way he turned out. That was a big piece of, um, I'm usually not a super big fan of saddling characters with kids unless there's like a really compelling sort of reason. And, and with Justified, I kind of felt like there wasn't a great reason to saddle Raylan Givens with a kid because he's he's kind of an Indiana Jones type. He's, he's a more of an archetype than an actual character. And, you know, it, it's like he sort of just has to be the cool white hat lawman. You don't really have to do much more than that. But wow, I guess, I guess you're not a fan of Mutt Williams, then, Sarah? Huh? <laughs> no, and don't even get me started <laughs> on the new Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, but uh, it it does it did by the end of the series they they paralleled that arc with something going on with Boyd and Ava Crowder, who were like the crime couple of Kentucky. And, and it did become so much about fathers and sons and families and ghosts and legacies. And then here's Raylan, this angry, complicated, conflicted man with this little girl that he is just desperate to raise differently than he was raised. And now we actually get to see 15 years later, how is that experiment going? <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's exciting that's exciting um just out of curiosity sarah what are some of the unforgivable things that you uh recall raylan doing just so i know what i think the absolute to. top tier thing is the death of nikki augustine um played by mike o'malley who was one of the detroit crime bosses who came to sort of fill that power vacuum in in kentucky and raylan arranges his death. I mean, Nikki makes a direct threat against Winona, who was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that is just not going to stand with Raylan. But instead of like reporting it to his superiors and being like, hey, they threatened my pregnant, you know, baby mama, like, and getting out of protective custody or anything like that, he gets with another crime guy and they murder and Raylan doesn't pull the trigger. But he arranges it. He delivers Nikki to the moment of his death. He is there when it happens. And it, I mean, there's really, it, it breaks his relationship with art. 
You know, it threatens his relationship with Rachel and Tim, the other deputies in the office. It puts all of their casework trying to get Boyd Crowder back in jail, which Raylan screwed up in the first place. It puts all of that in jeopardy. All of these consequences are faced and dealt with. And ultimately, he is kind of the hero. So it all has to sort of work out in his favor. But the show was always very clear that this was like a a, a cross the line moment for Raylan. Mm -hmm. There's a part of him that never comes back from this. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how they they deal with that, and I I, I think um, it is fair to say that in a uh, in the, the post George Floyd world, certain TV shows have been tweaked slightly, you know that that involve law enforcement officers to kind of reflect a changing attitude towards how um, how our pop culture valorizes. Uh, people in law enforcement and and how it valorizes people who are who take extra judicial measures. Um, and I am curious, like if and how uh, Justified City Primeval will reflect that in any way. Maybe it's just going to ignore all that and be a throwback to what it was before. But even in its original run, as you say, Sarah, it did try to deal with some of these things and try to draw some red lines. So it'll be interesting where the it'll be interesting where the red lines will be in the show. Yeah. Right? And I, I will point out the original show did an amazing job grounding its reality in the opioid crisis. Mm, yeah. And they never make a big deal of it. It's never preachy. Nobody ever gives a lecture. Nobody's ever like, they shouldn't give Narcan or whatever. Like none of that ever comes up, but it's always the background of everything is, you know, this is devastating epidemic has swept through Kentucky and wrecked the rural areas and even non-rural areas. Like we deal with people in the suburbs and in the cities of Kentucky who are also dealing with this. And then then they can't get oxy, then heroin comes in and then it's all these other problems that were really happening, unfolding at the same time in America. And I think the way they handled that in the original show, which is that it was just woven into the fabric of the storytelling. It was just the reality in which these characters existed. Could be the way that they approach the changed conversation about policing and gun crime and those things, because you can weave it in and you don't ever have to. I think people don't like feeling like they're having a finger wagged at them when they're watching Mm -hmm. something. But Justified never did that. You know, Justified yeah. was like, this is just the world. This is the reality. This is what it looks like. And here's how people deal with it. And I, I kind of will be curious to see if that's a similar approach to this issue, um, where it's just part of the the world has changed and maybe Raylan has to deal with a little bit more red tape than he did before. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it's reflected. So uh, anything else, Sarah, you want to share about Justified and C- City Primeval? Anything you're looking forward to seeing or not looking forward to seeing? Um, well, I'm interested to see the actress who plays Willa because it is Timothy Oliphant's real life daughter. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little disappointed that the Oliphant family has entered the Nepo baby discourse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I always kind of say like, people don't care about Nepo babies when they're talented. So. I I mean, let's just say that, uh, in the history of like Nepo babies being recruited, um, to act with their parents, uh, the track record is mixed. In terms of quality, <laughs> I think that is fair to say, right? Yeah. Like yeah. There's, there's some great instances and there's some rough instances. Rob Lowe was recently on a series with his son, I think, right? On, a, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any that come to mind, Sarah, that you're like, oh, that you was know, a great instance of that? You know, honestly, I felt like an idiot because I saw Top Gun Maverick like three times last year. And then I was watching The Starling Girl, which is streaming now. It was in theaters a few weeks, a couple months ago. Um, and it stars Lewis Pullman, who is Bill Pullman's son. Mm. And I, yeah. I should have put it together because he looks and sounds 
just like Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I was watching the Starling Girl, and I was like, hey, that's the guy from Top Gun Maverick. He was great in that. He's great in this. And then one of my friends was like, that's Bill Pullman's son. And I was like, oh, but that's people mm. don't care about the Nepo baby thing when you're talented. Right. If you are right. showing up and delivering, nobody cares. It's when you're untalented that everybody goes, what are you doing here? You're taking up space somebody else could be using. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious to see how Vivian Oliphant pans out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I'm a huge Boyd Holbrook fan. Huge. I, I so. think Boyd Holbrook is underappreciated. I think, like, I've seen Deeply. a lot of chatter where people are like, he's just doing the same thing every movie. I'm like, I no. like the thing he's doing. He's this kind of, he often is this kind of slimy, like, you know, sinister dude who has, like, this southern twang to him. I'm, I'm a big fan of Boyd Holbrook. but He, um, he projects menace yes. so well. Yes. That I'm like, no, I'm super interested to see him play the Oklahoma wild man and going up against Raylan Givens. Cause that's two sort of, you know, Timothy elephant is a very laid back actor. Mm-hmm. He's a very laconic. He, he suits the cowboy motif very well, which is why he keeps playing them. <laughs> um, but Boyd Holbrook does too, just on a different frequency. And so I'm just really interested to see that, that head, that like head to head sort of cat and mouse. And again, in the book, it, I think they're just kind of plugging Raylan into the protagonist role from the book. Um, it's a very, very tense, ugly, like sleazy. I mean, Elmore Leonard just did that so well. I really recommend his books. I would recommend Rum Punch. I would recommend City Primeval. Um, the novel Raylan that he wrote when the character kind of became very popular in the short stories. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm just really looking forward to that matchup of those two actors just doing what they do with great dialogue. Amazing. Well, uh, we are looking forward to Justified City Primeval. We hope you are too. The first two episodes of Justified City Primeval will premiere on July 18th, and then it'll premiere weekly every week thereafter. Our current plan here on Decoding TV is to cover the show uh, every single week for its entire run. Uh, but yeah, uh, I want to say a huge thank you to Sarah Morris for joining me today and giving us this preview and sharing her justified knowledge with us. It's super valuable and fun. Uh, Sarah Mars's work has appeared on websites such as Decider and Pajiba. She's currently the deputy editor at Laney Gossip. Sarah, thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks for having me. And of course, you can find more episodes of this podcast at podcast.decodingtv.com. Email us at decodingtv at gmail.com and find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at decodingtv. We'll see you soon for more coverage of Justified right here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 